Okay, now it's recording. It's a wheel of bullshit. That's that's how you know we are working on iOS <laughs> or Mac Mac OS, not iOS. Mac Jesus. OS. Mac, Mac OS. Because we have a pizza wheel of death. Hazel, Hazel, you have to go to bed, sweetie. <laughs> you found a really funny book. What is this funny book? All right, you have to go to sleep, sweetie. It, it, it's called I Should Be in Bed. It's called You Should Be in Bed. Oh, this is by Shel Silverstein. This is a giraffe and a half. Oh, now ah. I just messed up my, uh, my autofocus. All right, in bed, sweetie. Hazel, seriously, in bed. No, no, you have to. I'm, I'm podcasting right now. You have to go to bed. Hazel, we saw it. Go to bed. In bed, sweetie. Hey, Jamie, do you need to take a couple minutes and go read that book and put her down? No, that's fine. You Hazel, sure? in bed. In bed. And glue on a shoe. Glue on a shoe, yes, in bed. <laughs> put your head in your bed. Hazel, seriously, just, just leave it. In bed. Close my door, please. That's right. Thank Tell you. Tell her. Get on her. Head on your bed. Head uh, on your bed or you get your foot in your boot. That's right. <laughs> foot in your boot. Uh, we got a bunch of uh, different books from a friend of ours. So she's, yeah. she's going through them and she's excited because uh-huh. it's Shel Silverstein. Um, you know what? Honestly, though, the idea of kids still getting excited about books warms my heart. So yeah. I'm here for it. Like, Did you know that Shel Silverstein released an audio album? No, there's there's a actually he released a few audio, uh, audio albums. He was he was like a folk singer, so he has like some of that gravelly folk singing guitar stuff. Ah, there's a song um, like a man came to our house, to our house, to our house. A man came to our house to sell some brooms. So we asked him to come in, then we hit him with the hammer, then we hit him in the basement in my father's room. Oh, you're always welcome at our house. Whoa. Yeah, it takes a turn. It's great. Um, so. Uh, we, my parents had that on record. So we would, they would play this record for us every once in a while. And the song was on it. It was like, holy shit. Well then, that's a, that's a whole ass experience. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Shell Silver, Silverstein. Still, uh, still bringing it after all these years. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Brandon Chalmers. Sir. I didn't think I would have camera news. But I do have camera news. <laughs> thank God, Jamie. You know, I was worried that we wouldn't have camera news, but thank God, Jamie Noguchi literally <laughs> finger on the pulse of everything camera related. I'm trying to get us those like cherry sponsorships from ca- camera companies so that we can, <laughs> so we can like, oh, we need vlogging equipment. Can you send us something? So uh, if I don't talk about it, then the algorithm will ignore us when it comes time ah, to serve people stuff about cameras. Fa- so. Fair, fair. <laughs> uh, your your favorite camera company, Olympus, despite yeah. despite being on the chopping block, not yes. only released a new lens roadmap, which means they have new lenses that are coming out, but they as well hopped on the bandwagon and launched their own webcam software to allow people to use their cameras as okay. webcams. Okay. Now, here's, here's, here's the bad here's there, the bad Where's news. the rub? There has here's, to be the rub. Here's the bad news. 
It My is, camera isn't included. It is only available for the EM1 Mark One, Mark Two, Mark Three, the EM1X, whose body is bigger than anything you've ever seen. It's their like sports version of, of yeah. the EM1 yeah, yeah. system. Yeah. The EM5 Mark Two. Now, and that's it. Just those five cameras. Now, here's what I don't understand. They recently came out with the EM5 Mark III. Why is the newer version of the Mark of the EM5 not compatible with this? Like, what what is what did they take out of the two to make the three to make the three incompatible with their webcam <laughs> software? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Now I... we know what. <laughs> Come on, Olympus. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? I'm glad they're going out of business. Fuck Olympus. Add some bullshit. Add some bullshit. And, and hey, yeah. friendo, upcoming camera nerd. Hey, hey, possible future lifelong customer. Do you like our cool cameras? Uh-huh. Did you spend a bunch of money on a camera? Uh-huh. Did you spend a bunch of money on lenses? Uh-huh. Cool. So I want you to take a deep breath and repeat after me. Fuck you. You didn't <laughs> spend enough for us to care about you. Say it again uh, until it sinks in. <laughs> I know we're going out of business, but somehow it's your fault for not spending enough on our bullshit. Oh, yeah. Uh, and on the, uh, the other side of the spectrum, there's a French company that's releasing something called a I don't. I don't remember the name of it. It's like it, it's it's like Pico or something like that. It's it's a M mount camera. M mount is the Leica mount. So if you get like your fancy Leica lenses and stuff like that, you can you can put your Leica lenses on this thing. the The big thing about this camera though is it's a cell phone. Um, so on the the back, instead of like a like a, a a touch screen with like camera controls on the side, it's a fucking phone. So like it's like a so you can you can use it to directly upload to Instagram if you wanted to or or like email people and, and text messages. And then on the back of it, it's got this M mount lens. So you could go that way, I guess, if you were sure, really you know, spend two grand I'm on thinking is, is that I, what I needed was a new phone <laughs> that could mount Leica men's lenses on my phone because I was like, you know, huh? So. The global bastard pandemic has completely shut everything down and I haven't been able to work. But luckily, you know, I'm, I'm at home doing everything that I can to not spread the, the global pandemic and the disease and make yep. sure that I don't kill grandparents everywhere. Yep. But thank fuck, I needed a new phone. <laughs> and thank goodness that the eagles from on high at this French company are like, ha, 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 and just came in like some sort of weird surrendering ass eagle and just decided to deliver this camera and this phone somehow, not phone. Is it actually a phone or does it just operate like a phone? I think it's an, I think it's actually a phone. Like I think you can put a SIM card in this fucker and you can make calls with it. And then when you're, and, and then when you're hanging out in the street, cause I guess, you can in France. I don't know. I don't know how the virus is doing in Europe. Uh, you can like take your, your street photos of people wearing masks and shit. Sure. Yeah. Nice yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, that's, you know, that's. <sighs> but who is we, this for? If we, <laughs> if we, if we ever get to the point where we have fuck you like a money. I'm not, 
I'm that's not going to do it. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. If I ever get to the point where I have fucked you like a money, you know what I'm doing? I'm buying everyone I know a wave runner. I'm buying everyone I know a wave runner. You know why, Jamie? Because I can be sad taking photos with my Leica lenses, but no one is sad on a wave runner. No one. That's no true. one is speeding about a large body of water. Fucking blasting like classic rock out of the out of the waterproof speakers. Fucking Night Ranger's sister Christian just blasting across the bay as I'm just full out 70 miles an hour. Right, yeah. Because no one is sad on a wave runner. No one is blasting across a, a large body of water going, people might be complaining about their spines. They might yeah. be like, this ride is incredibly harsh, but no <laughs> one's like, this isn't fucking fun. But why would you be sad with a Leica, like shooting Leica? Because I've spent wave runner money <laughs> on a goddamn lens. But I guess I can connect to my new French-ass phone to take <laughs> photos of other people with masks on when I could be out exploring the ocean. Yeah. Like, I could be doing ocean shit. You know where I don't have to wear a mask, Jamie? Out in the deep blue. <laughs> beyond the sea. <laughs> like, true. somewhere beyond the sea. <laughs> Man. Fucking all finding Nemo and shit out in the bay, just fucking searching for shit. Yeah. I'll have one in my pocket in case I happen to come across somebody. I'm not <laughs> irresponsible in any way, shape, or form. But yeah, I'm 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 gonna go blasting out fucking wave running. Just wave running. You know what's easy to keep six feet apart from your friends when wave you're all running. wave runners? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a natural <laughs> thing. That is an activity that you do with friends that shouting is mandatory. Oh yeah, that that sounds like, like a lot of fun, Brendan. That's what I'm saying. How much is a wave like, runner? Hold on, fucking too much. That's what I'm saying. Wave like it's like the money. It, it's multiple yeah. wave runners because I can't do this shit by doing it by yourself. Feels like a sad thing. Like, but let's say I get four of them, right? Mm. I'm able to go out with some friends. Hey, be like, hey guys, don't worry about the gas. Don't worry about the wave runners. I got you. <laughs> I got you, you fam. Just, you just bring yourself a nice tight swimsuit so this way it doesn't, excuse me, fall off at speed. And maybe we, we pack a, a cooler to strap to the back. And when we're out in the deep blue hanging out, maybe we crack a beverage or so, mm -hmm. hang out. Nothing irresponsible, just maybe one beer a person. And just enjoy the sun and the sea. And just hang out and be like, you know what? It's good to be out in the water. This is nice. In the middle of nature. Hey, look at that. We happen to be near a buoy. Hey, look at that. There happens to be, I don't know, insert random water-ish fowl somewhere near the bay. Mm -hmm. And I could be like, well, boy, howdy. It'd be nice if I could take a photo of this with my French-ass phone with my Leica <laughs> lens, but I'm too busy having fun on a wave runner. Uh, so wave runners apparently run from anywhere from eight to 10 grand. So that's what, we're, that's, that's what we're looking at. Am I off? That's what we're looking at. Am, am I off? My, well, my, the, my numbers are right. I think. Yeah. Well, the camera, uh, the camera phone camera is only two grand. So, <laughs> right. But how much are like the lesson, like the lenses? That's true. I don't, and I, I don't, the, the thing I don't know is if it, if that comes with the lens. 
I if no. If it's two grand with the lens, that actually might be worth it. That's the, that's we're the cheapest like, like a lens yeah, ever. If we're yeah. talking like a, <laughs> or or no. if it's those old vintage lenses that you can get for like five hundred bucks that uh, are like but, the screw on type what I'm and saying adapted is, and stuff. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> right, but I'm saying like I could probably I imagine the used Wave Runner market is probably halfway decent. I could probably get two or three of those. For every day around, let's say six and a half grand a piece. Yeah. Like, am I spending close to I don't know twenty four thousand dollars on on wave runners? Yeah, I am, and we're back in used Honda Civic money. But no one's gonna be sad. Yeah. Oh, and you need you need one of those car cars, like those trailers where they put the cars on it. So you slide you 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 rack up you you load up all the wave runners, and you just yeah. like ride yeah. ride around like the. Right. Yeah, but th- but then Jamie, see, then I'm moving away from the the homebody camera lifestyle into the like uh, the Shaw Adventure Bro lifestyle, and at least then yeah. I am living the stereotype that I look like, and at least <laughs> then I'm out in the in the wild where I can't infect anybody yeah. reasonably with the global bastard. And we're just throwing we're just throwing GoPros at everybody. Every yeah. GoPro on everything. Exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. GoPro on the dash, GoPro on the helmet, GoPro on your biceps. <laughs> all, all I'm saying, Jamie, is this is YouTube money right here. This is YouTube money. <laughs> Just strap them up. Just <laughs> riding through the ocean like this all day long. A bandolier of GoPros. <laughs> Just nothing but GoPros, yeah. It's the opposite of bullet time. So, like, instead of all the cameras focused in on one point, you have, like, 360 cameras focused all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> Just like- just the weirdest hob to get, hobbled <laughs> together panoramic shot ever. Oh man. Yeah, that'd be funny as shit. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jimmy, I'm convinced that that needs to be the idea. It's a much better, like it's a much better in, uh, investment for me to embrace that action lifestyle yeah. and just really dig deep into it. Wave riders. Yeah. Wave runners are the way to go, man. Like I'm wave telling runner, you right wave now. Runner. Wave runner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah so goodbye olympus hello sea do yes <laughs> oh shit that'd be funny yeah. as fuck yeah. sea do would never not update anything you know why they don't have to mm. that's mm. right they create a quality product that'll work for years to come <laughs> you know <clears throat> <laughs> Hi kids, Brandon Chalmers here from the fucking Do a Cast. You know when I like to explore the ocean blue, I like to do it in my friend the Sea Do. Now I know what some of you are thinking, Brandon. I thought you were a Sea Don't. No friends. I am a Sea Do. Believe it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Gonna figure out a way to mount the old Seuss on there, and make him a Scooby Dooby Sea Do. That's what oh, I'm talking about. Fuck. Yeah, that's right, Jamie. Oh. You know what's cool? Wave runners. You know what's cooler? Doggles. You know what's coolest? Doggles on a wave runner. Just me and the dog. Just riding out in it. Right. Yeah. Ears. Just fucking <laughs> flopping back here. Goggles down. Just leaning into everything. God, yeah. That is the life. That's what I'm saying. I hate like, boats. And, and I even, love that. <laughs> see, and you, and you could be like, well, I could possibly be sat on a wave runner. Yes. But if you see my big ass and the dog both on the wave runner fucking tearing through the ocean and be like, that dude's living his best life. Mm-hmm. I need to be living my best. I'm inspiring the masses, Jamie. All I got to do is buzz by the shore. Oh, man. And I bet you could get Red Bull to buy into that. I bet they could sponsor that dumb shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or GoPro. Yeah. Yeah. GoPro probably. Yeah. This is a better idea than give one of those like chest mount dog cameras or whatever it is. Yeah. He's a sturdy boy. He can wear the mount. He'd be all right. This is a better idea than trying to be an Olympus uh, (laughs) ambassador at this point. (laughs) Well, especially now. (laughs) Fucking closing ass camera company. I can't believe I don't get so like they extend it to their EM1, which makes sense because that's their their flagship of the yeah, OMD no, line. It. You paid that much. That thing should have worked anyway, honestly. But, yeah. Okay. The, the five, the five I get kind of, I don't understand why they won't do the five, three, the 10, I don't understand because it's likely that mo- more people have the 10 because it's their, their budget friendly prosumer prosumer line. There are a lot of tens out there. They're, they're relatively affordable to get the 10, three yeah, is I, basically the 10, two, but like with a couple of bells and whistles and shit. I mean, I don't understand. It should, I don't it know enough. Work. It should just work. It should just fucking work. It should, it should just work. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is the problem is I yeah. haven't paid the tax enough to make it work. And all it makes me want to do is abandon the brand. Yeah. And I, I understand why it won't work on the EPLs because the EPLs are supposed to be like a step above a cell phone like 16 megapixel sure. sensor now, and all that stuff. I get the like, idea of like a point and shoot sort of thing or whatever it is. But like, you know, with, with the body itself, I dropped almost 600 bucks on this thing. Yeah. Like, it come should, on, man. Like, what's, what's the threshold here? What's, yeah. what's the threshold? Yeah. It's a nice camera. Like, if you want to tell me that like, hey, so it doesn't have the ability to record in, I don't know, ridiculous fucking HD or whatever it is. But the phone, the, like, the camera has the ability to record video in HD. So yeah. at the very least, it should be able to record a degraded version of that or stream a degraded version of that consecutively without any sort of problem. I should be able to spend the unnecessary money on all the fucking dongles and whatever it is. And if you want to sell me, if you want to tell me that like, hey, it'll work on the EM10 too, but you need to have a fucking $40 cable or whatever it is you have to buy from Olympus. Fine. Yeah. That's the the other thing I don't understand. Spend the money. I'll buy your dumb $2 cable for $40. Like, I'm... I'm genuinely, as silly as it sounds, I'm good with that. Just yeah. let the thing that I have work. Because it's the mirrorless camera is basically a sensor. So once you turn it on, it's receiving information. So to get right. that from the body to the computer should be no problem. Like I understand why it doesn't work on DSLRs because they're not necessarily set up the same way. But like it's, it's, it's already a video camera. It's a video camera that takes still pictures. Like... Mm-hmm. That's the only difference between the, you know, that's why it's mirrorless. That's why it's faster. That's why it's smaller. That's why it's lighter. That's why it's thinner. Like, I don't know. Tell, it, tell it me why my iPhone is more <laughs> capable than my camera. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't fucking know. Are you that. trying to tell me that Apple makes a better camera than Olympus? Is that what you're telling me? I mean, now they do. <laughs> Now they do apparently, now, but now, like, now they do. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's disappointing. I'm. I was anyway. sad. I was sad because I, I was half excited. I was like, "Oh man, yeah, yeah." You're like, "Let's yeah, look at the camera lineup." Time. Yeah, and then I was like, "Wait, why do they stop at the five? Why don't they go to the ten? How- what is this? Did you notice that I wasn't excited at all through that thing? I knew where you were going. Yeah, like I, I knew it. Yeah, because if it worked on your camera, you knew that I would have texted you right the fuck away. <laughs> That's not necessarily true. I could totally see you being like, 
breaking camera news just to see me pop <laughs> about that. I can totally see you holding that in. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But I had such little faith in Olympus to follow through yeah. that I just knew they were going to motherfuck. Man, if, if, it, if it extended to the 10, I would have had the, the stone cold glass ready to break when I made that announcement. <laughs> I would have I hooked up my guitar and I would have woken yeah. up Hazel and played it at full yeah. volume through the microphone just to like, bum, 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 bum. Can I get a hell yeah? I would have broadcasted from the inside of my car, opened the window, chucked a beer at you through your front door. Man. Just started stunning people for funsies. I mean, Olympus really screwed the pooch on there. They could have had free yeah. advertisement on a podcast that reaches on tens, a podcast. tens of yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You hear that, Olympus? <laughs> you hear yourself missing out on those dollary dues, huh? Do you? Yeah. You know, we're big in Australia, where the dollary dues live. <laughs> the dollary dues. Uh, Brandon Chalmers, uh, hit me with the intro. <laughs> gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages but probably not children because we are not appropriate welcome one and all to the fucking do a cast part of the noc podcasting network jamie noguchi that means nerds of color yeah you can find us and other fine podcasts at hardknockmedia.com nocmedia.com uh yep we are the network is awesome. There are so many shows on there that talk about culture, Seriously. serious topics, entertainment, representation, and then uh, it's us. <laughs> you know, I hang on a second though, because I do want to double back on that because as as our our resident podcast white dude, um, <laughs> there are a lot of people out there who are asking their their you know, they're friends of color to kind of educate them. And it feels really fucking lazy to just hear and see, you know, people like me who don't want to take the effort or want to start asking questions. And sometimes it comes from a place, from a really innocent place of like, hey, sure. what should I learn about? What should be the things that I should know about? What should I understand? Go ahead. And if you are an audio learner like myself, go ahead and hit up the network and start checking out some of the other podcasts yeah. and just listen to voices of reason and ha hear these, these topics discussed and hear these things kind of brought to life in a very natural way that doesn't feel like a history lesson yeah. or doesn't feel like a meme or doesn't feel like one of those gotcha kind of articles. Cause social media can be really daunting right now to try and get your way through. There's a ton of really important information out there, but at the same time, it can wear you down after a while. So yeah. hearing some really well-educated, well-thought-out opinions about things that are going on right now can help kind of round your understanding out of the situation. And sometimes, I know, especially for myself, just having a different perspective and a different understanding and acknowledging first and foremost that like there are perspectives that I genuinely lack the ability to understand. Hearing other people in their own voice 
speak about these things helps me wrap my head around how they're feeling and what's going on. And it helps me then carry that understanding into the next article I read or the next news story I see or the next march I, you know, I see and I support that idea of, okay, cool. Now I have a better understanding because I've heard it here and I've heard it here and I've heard it here. And I really understand that like, this is kind of the consensus of everything. This is where I should be. Use it as a way to educate yourself. We are very much the comedy relief of this sort of thing. We (laughs) will rarely ever cover anything of merit, and especially with everything going on right now. (laughs) I should be the last voice you should be listening to about (laughs) this sort of thing. But if for some reason you found yourself on our shores, you're like, yeah, okay, I ask of you. Spend a couple minutes. Check out the other podcasts. Get, you know, scroll through the network. Download one of everything. Give it five or ten minutes apiece and see which ones strike you. And if you happen to find one, awesome. If you happen to find all of them, even better. But give it a spin. Like, we're all stuck at home right now. Go ahead and throw your headphones in for a change. I know that you've probably been dipping out on podcasts, but Jesus, you've probably watched enough Netflix. Yeah. Time to start doing some laundry. Time to start doing the dishes. Time to start cleaning up. Throw an earbud in and educate yourself. Round your game out a little bit. Have a different perspective. Don't listen to the same echo chamber. Don't just listen to the same podcast you've been listening to every day. For sure. Broaden your spectrum a little bit. So, yeah, check out the network, please. We ask. It's, it's, it's a good place to be. Uh, Keith has curated a great group of people. Um, yes. When, uh, when we were able to go out and do stuff, uh, we were hosting events and things and going to places and checking out premieres and stuff. So like all through the entertainment gamut, all through like social commentary, all that stuff. The network is great. We are lucky to be a part of it. Uh, I'm amazed Keith hasn't kicked us off yet. (laughs) (laughs) Regular content, man. I'm telling you right now. That's (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like we post all the time. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we are relatively even in our posting and to the best of my understanding, I haven't chased anyone away. So I think we're good there. Like so long as nobody's like, Dear sir or madam, fuck that guy (laughs) from the fucking do a cast. He sucks. Yeah. 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 Oh, shit. Uh, so, if you ever want to get me kicked off the network, by the way, that's the way to do it. Write a letter to your congressman and to the head of the podcasting network. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let your voices be heard. Yes. <laughs> God damn. Um, <laughs> I would love to get hate mail. I would love to get hate mail. Uh, I, think there, I think there was, I think Keith was getting sued at one point because Jesus. Of yeah like there was some i i'll have to ask him about this the next time i see him but like there was there was some shit about like um they were the the network was getting sued for some of the coverage that they had on on something I've, i'll have to talk to him about it but yeah it's probably some star wars bullshit that feels like the kind of douchey <laughs> thing the star wars guys would do yeah so um actually it was it was comic book bullshit from um, oh. one of the luna brothers um uh. so but I'll, okay. I'll I'll bug Keith about that next time. All so right, right get on. My, get my information in a row and uh, if he wants that to be put on blast, that I just I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're we're going to have to edit all of that out. Yeah. So <laughs> smash cut, clap. <laughs> Welcome one and all. Fucking do a cast. And I'm keeping it in because fuck it. <laughs> if I see him around the if I if we're back on the if we're back on the the circuit and me and Keith run into that motherfucker, I will punch him in the face for Keith. I don't know what he oh. did. Oh. Oh, wait, hang on, Jamie. 
Are we low-key talking about putting a bounty on somebody? Is that I mean, what I'm just saying, saying. I'm just saying. You hurt my family. I go after you unreasonably. <laughs> no, I, I like I like Vin Diesel policy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all all they hear is just family, and you're family. like, what the Bam. hell? Yeah. And Keith is like, no, 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 it wasn't like that. Oh, oh, no, you can't. My bad. My bad. I started just some shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to bust it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so just Brandon's over there suplexing tables. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah, me and Brandon yeah. will we'll come and we'll be your heavy hitters. Just yeah, I, just I, warn, I, warn us if you don't want that heat to happen. Yeah, <laughs> send send my depressed Thor looking ass over there and just yeah, like you know what you did. You know what you yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, so every week. Uh, we, we, we have a structure to the show now. Uh, we, <laughs> we have stories, uh, uh, positive stories that are going on in this, this uncertain time. We do a little bit about what we're geeking on and then we finish up with some sort of weird conspiracy. Um, this week we have entertainment news. So the last couple of weeks we've been talking about the Supreme Court and some uh, very positive decisions that have come down. There have been also some not so positive decisions that have come down we're not going to cover those because there's a there's a lot of depressing shit going on uh this week we are not going to talk about the supreme court we are talking about the world of entertainment so last last week holly berry her publicist i guess made some sort of announcement that they that she was doing research into a, a upcoming role to portray a transgender man in a movie now okay uh i I shook my head and just let it be like that because a lot of, I mean, Hollywood, they try to be as woke as possible, but it's not like it ever gets, gets to them. So like, I was like, she shouldn't be doing that shit. And, and there are a lot of people who are very vocal about like, you know, well, hang okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So that I, from an outside perspective, have a better understanding. Yeah. Why should she not be doing that? Because it takes a role away from a transgender actor. And there, okay. there are so few roles for transgender people in general in in entertainment, on in plays, in music, in in everything. So by taking okay. that role away from from a transgender actor, it's just another in a series of just impossible ways for 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 representation to happen in the industry. Um, okay. But I, I was just like, well, I don't know. I guess I got to put her in the same category as Scarlett Johansson, who doesn't care. Um, but over the weekend, Holly Berry listened to a lot of the criticism and came out with a statement uh, Monday that said, over the weekend, I had the opportunity to discuss my consideration of an upcoming role as a transgender man, and I'd like to apologize for those remarks. As a cisgender, <clears throat> as a cisgender woman, I now understand that I should not have considered this role and that the transgender com- community should undeniably have the opportunity to tell their own stories. I am grateful for the guidance and critical conversation over the past few days, and I will continue to listen, educate, and learn from this mistake. I vow to be an ally in using my voice to promote better representation on screen, both in front and behind the camera. So I thought okay. that was that was pretty good. Um, that is I, cool. I don't know shit about Holly Berry in terms of like if if she is an activist because there are some actors who are activists on the site, like when they're not yeah, shooting. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, I understand. So I don't know. No. I don't know if she's that kind of actor. And when she announced that she was going to take this role, I was like, "Well, I guess that's my answer." Um, well, I, let me ask you a question, though, just just to to have a better understanding of it. So we were talking about I. So like Scarlett Johansson, 
Oh, yeah. And we were talking about how she ended up doing... Remind me, what was the role that she ended up doing that was... Um, I think I think it was a trans character. I think she was up for playing. Was a it trans okay? Character. Okay. Uh, I I thought I remember her playing a Japanese character in oh, in something, and basically like the act, like the director or the creator of the of the story was like, no, this is how I want to put it on an international stage is by adding a top tier actor to it. Yeah, she was in Ghost in the Shell, and that's uh, what it is. Thank you. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah. so let me ask the question then. In that scenario, and I'm not saying right or wrong or anything, I'm asking more of an understanding and your opinion on the situation. Because I do agree, the it, it feels like a real catch-22. Mm. Absolutely. That, that role should be given to someone in the community as an opportunity to grow that role. Yeah. I ask then in the inverse, just putting someone who doesn't have the same name recognition, then make it harder for the marketing team to push the movie out to larger markets and sell it to larger studios and in turn get it going. It turns out it doesn't matter because even with Scarlett Johansson in the role of Ghost in the Shell, that movie tanked real right. bad so it right. doesn't it doesn't fucking matter. okay no, no right right on um i think i think the problem here is that halle berry was going to be portraying an actual person and it sounds like this okay. was like a like a like a biopic or some or some okay some, something gotcha. that had a historical basis to it or, okay. or something like that so in in that can in that case for sure find somebody from that community to tell the story yes with, okay with fiction it's different because okay um, and especially in if you're translating something like manga or anime to a Western audience, if you watch a lot of anime and manga, there aren't, there aren't a whole lot of specifically Japanese people in anime and manga. Like you got people with yeah. blonde hair and purple hair and stuff like that. And like, yeah, know, yeah, just in different ways and stuff. So when you translate the property over, unless the author specifically states that this is, this is my vision for this character, it, it gives you a bunch of leeway with it. So like I, okay. I was disappointed that they cast Scarlett Johansson, but, right. I, went, I, but, I, but I went to see the movie anyway. Cause I figure like, I got to watch it if I'm going to bitch about it. And that was, that was more my question is I remember you being annoyed at the, at the minimum about that. So making sure that I understood kind of the thought process and the idea of, of yeah. you saying like, yes, you know, if this was a, you know, a fictional thing or whatever it is, but if we're talking about some sort of, you know, actual story or what have you, having some, let's say, B-level actress be a name attached to it and take, you know, try and pretend like they have the understanding of that, you're right. That feels very hollow. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, cool. No, just, I, I ask only as a better understanding for anyone else who doesn't really understand and also kind of hearkening back to the conversation that we had before about that ghost in the shell conversation and making sure that yeah. I and probably other people listening have a better understanding of that. Yeah. <clears throat> ghost in the shell is also really stupid because like we have, <laughs> we, 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 we have this uh, as minorities, this understanding when you whitewash a character that mm -hmm. like, okay, movie, we get it. You are, you're, we have this tacit understanding that you've whitewashed the character. Fine. Just don't, don't talk about it. And we're okay. We'll watch your movie. Okay. We'll hate I, it. I gotcha. We'll hate okay. it on the down low, but like we won't rip it to shreds. 
Ghost in the Shell made the mistake of literally whitewashing the character in the context of the movie because the character that Scarlett Johansson plays was a Japanese girl who got who who got her brain taken out of her Japanese body and put into Scarlett Johansson's body. Oh, <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's not great. Yo, so yeah, no. so like, so the the tacit understanding when you whitewash us, we're like, okay, that's fine. Don't address it, and we'll be fine with it. Just ignore it. We understand that you fucked up. You understand that you fucked up, but don't try to address it. And they tried to woke explain it by saying, "Oh no, 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 we're we're going to address it." Oh. And and that happened. And I was like, "Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't <laughs> no, do this." Okay. That's, yeah. Don't do no. this. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> now I, I I appreciate you one clarifying to acknowledging the idea that like there are levels here. Yeah. That, like. <laughs> inappropriate for fuck's sake are we really gonna do this could we really not fucking do this you know what fine fuck you then for doing this yeah okay yeah. <laughs> that, that that was that was my take on it that was like yeah was all like, right fair mm, enough that's mm, yeah. Mm, yeah 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 no i like yeah like i said i i asked the question only because i seem to remember you and i having a conversation about it and hearing i swear it was either the creator or the director wanting to have that big name attached to it as the excuse and i never remember following up on it yeah so so it was more of a like curiosity of do you think that holds any water but knowing knowing that that's really not a factor there and i'd like to believe that skojo is a much bigger draw than Hale, than halle berry at this point that makes total sense that realistically that doesn't hold water like no no that, that's to that's to make people feel better who are uncomfortable with the with the topic which is not yeah. the way to really broach that it's watch it enjoy it for what it is appreciate it and start to get comfortable with it because the only way you're going to get comfortable with it because otherwise you start to kind of kick open that thing of like at what point do we start casting trans people as trans people as opposed to casting regular larger name actors and having them shadow or whatever it is because it, yeah. it as I'm saying this, I'm realizing that allowing that to happen is equating being trans with like being a cop and the idea yeah. of having like Brad Pitt shadow a detective for a while so that yeah, he yeah, can understand yeah. what it's like to be a detective yeah. and having Halle Berry be like Googling, what's it like to be trans? It's like, no, 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 that's not the same. Not the same. It's different when it's a, it's a, it's a choice. Like a job is a choice. Like a job, yes. a profession is a choice. Like if yes. you want to, like if you want to be a stripper and if you're JLo and you spend like a month learning how to be a stripper, that, that is yeah. much different than somebody, some like, so you would never want a white actor to shadow a black actor to learn what it is to be a black, a black person. In, makes in, sense and makes and, total sense and so like for for someone to kind of colonize and say oh i want to hang out with some trans people to learn what it's like to be a trans person and to yeah to learn more about this role that's that's what if if yeah, that makes a little bit more sense that's kind of what the equivalent is like no no, no that, that that makes total sense it's the it's the difference of halle berry taking that role as opposed as opposed to halle berry training with keanu reeves for john wick three and yeah. really understanding like what's it like to be you know, a tactical weapons expert or yeah. a dog trainer or whatever it is. Like, yeah. these things are specialized skills and require a ton of work and discipline to do, but also are not the same thing as being trans in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. So you can't equate them equally. Yeah. So 
Yeah. They just need to back off and just let these things. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Better, <laughs> yeah. much better understanding. And, and the, I, I feel like a fucking caveman yeah. for having to be drugged to, to the water like that to have a yeah. better understanding of it. Yeah. But like, like I've said before, if you accidentally discover something and have a better understanding because of, of us, know that I come from a place of ignorance. And yeah. just like, hey, so I feel like ultimately I'm good hearted in this sense, but I'm fucking dumb. Yeah. So please like understand and walk with me. Here, yeah. so I appreciate your patience. That. And, and the, the, the big name actor argument has never hold, held any water to me because Fair enough. How, do these, how do these people become big names? A lot of times it's that one big role that launches them. They were a nobody. Yeah. They do that one big thing and now they're everywhere. Like yeah. nobody, nobody. No, that's, that's fair. Nobody knew who Millie Bobby Brown was. And then, Stranger Things happened, and now she's like the it girl for like a whole bunch of different. Like you see her, you were like, "Yeah, I, I want to put her in stuff." So, and what a great way to get a trans actor on that bigger stage to to star yeah. in a film. So, yeah. um, but it's it's good to hear that Holly Berry is is an ally and that she yeah, that's down right. And and now I will look at her differently before because I never looked at her before that anyway. Like she would be in a movie, I'm like, "Oh, look, it's Holly Berry." Oh, she's yeah. with the, she's doing Bullworth. That's a weird movie. I'm gonna watch it anyway. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm good with that because realistically, the only thing I really remember her from was that awful Catwoman movie, uh, oh, Swordfish. Yeah. Swordfish, and only because in the worst kind of way. I don't remember any of her lines. I just remember that people telling me, "Oh, she's topless," which is fucking terrible <laughs> for me to remember. And then her being really rad in John Wick, and then that's it. Yeah, like I don't yeah. remember her really influencing a lot of things, like. Uh, yeah okay x-men good like she, yeah she was okay she was okay she was like okay. she wasn't bad the the problem with her x-men performance has nothing to do with like her acting it's because she wasn't mohawk storm and if she was mohawk storm <laughs> everything is forgiven as soon as you are mohawk storm you are the best storm you have ever been see you say <laughs> this but like i miss the accent from the 90s x-men cartoon oh yeah because I feel like having that better understanding of where Storm came from made her more intriguing. Yeah. Because she was able to deliver lines that way. Yeah. That, you that, get this that like... Be, yeah, that could be it. I, I definitely don't think it hurts because it, it makes Storm stand out. And even in that like ridiculous fucking cartoon, it made <laughs> Storm stand out. And like... It's almost the equivalency of like when Idris Elba delivers a line because mm. he's got that tone of voice, mm -hmm. it carries more gravitas. <laughs> As God. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, like when she's yelling at Wolverine and she pronounces every bit of Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that voice, that voice was Storm for a lot of people. That Right, and that's like, the voice that's, you hear when you're reading the comic. It's, I, that, that, it's, it's why I it's why I genuinely dislike Cyclops. Mm. Yeah, that mm. that version alone. <laughs> that, it was it wasn't Marsden. Marsden didn't do it. That, <laughs> I've hated Marsden for a long time. That did not. Like, they cast him, and I went, yeah, no, this makes sense. Useless fucking piece of furniture who's somehow going to have a way bigger role than he deserves. That feels 100% right. I was, I was so happy when they nuked him, when they turned him into, like, floaty CG Fuck. bubbles in the middle. 
<laughs> oh, so good with that. Like, uh, and they did it off screen, uh, so it's even better. <laughs> good. They didn't good. have the decency to kill him on good. screen. Falcon no, no, Jensen turned him did. into like bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> yeah. I like that he went out like fucking Mega Man, where you just, like, he shot oh, and he just. Yeah, just. Good with that. I'm good with that. Oh, man. I have a dumb story. I have a dumb story. Yeah. This one, it's not over yet, but. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Are we out of entertainment news? Because I actually have one that came up. We're still sort of entertainment adjacent in this one. Okay, go ahead. Continue on. A uh, 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 friend of the show, Kanye West, decided that he wanted to run for president, made an announcement on Twitter that he is running for president. And immediately everybody was like, oh my God, you're going you're gonna to ensure that Trump's going to win, blah, blah, blah. The Friends, friends, Kanye has yet to file paperwork to actually get on the ballot. And the deadline has passed in states such as Alabama, Illinois, Montana, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, and Texas. That's nine states. That's 129 delegates that he cannot get uh, of the 270 that you need to, to win the presidency. Now, okay. people, are, people are saying like, oh, well, there, there'll be a writing campaign. No, there won't. No, there fucking won't. Yeah, there won't be writing campaigns. My concern is actually that he bothers to get it together and he ends up getting on the ballot in swing states. Well, uh, the, the next deadline is July 16th for uh, seven more states, which is an additional 900, uh, which is an additional 97 electoral votes out the window. So okay. if he doesn't get his shit together by the end of July, that's 255 electoral votes he does not have access to. So, no, then then he's a hundred percent done. No, I so, yeah. He he I, needs I didn't, to have filed the paperwork like last last year. <laughs> like, no, I I know this. Like I I never really hmm. expected him to actually follow through. Like I saw that story and I went uh, and then <laughs> I started to do some research and be like, <clears throat> okay, cool. He hasn't filed paperwork. Yeah. And like I said, the only thing that concerns me is the idea of him actually filing the paperwork in states that could really make a difference mm-hmm. as far as swing states, as far as dividing the electorate in yeah. any direction. Yeah. Because well, I, I am, I, yeah. I, I am one, I, I personally would not want him to be president, but also I have no idea what any of his policies are. So before I pass judgment, fair enough. I'd like to hear his policies. If we're talking about putting him in a debate stage, Oh my god! Oh my god! From oh oh please say that oh that would be so bad oh would it? It would be terrible. Like for you'd have who? You'd have two people. Well, it would be the greatest train wreck ever. (laughs) It would have the highest ratings because you would have two people on stage that would say absolutely nothing, and then Papa Joe would try to say something and end up saying the worst thing. So it'd be a train wreck. I, I, yeah, I want no part of any of this. <laughs> like, all of this sounds like a terrible idea. Now, I will say with confidence, I am really appreciative of the idea of a proper, hear me, proper, educated, follow-through-ass third-party candidate who wants to make a real run. And if you as an educated voter decide to vote for a proper third-party candidate, Fucking you do you. 
Yeah. Like my own personal feelings about it aside, I just want you to participate in the electoral process. Vote for somebody who you genuinely are educated and want to support. Good. Awesome. I am unclear if the idea of Kanye West being that person. And if he is that person for you, I would like to pick your brain. Genuinely. Not in a hurtful way. Not in a dismissive way. Just genuinely be like, why? What are his policies? Like, like, sit, like sit down with me and explain to me so that we can talk about things like uh, domestic policy, foreign policy, financial yeah. policy. Like anything. Can you tell me what his policies are so that I can be like, yeah, okay, I agree with that. I disagree with that. I wish this was more. I wish this was less. Like, where where do I fall on the spectrum so this way I can understand, like, the idea of Kanye gets his shit together. He somehow manages to sweep all of the other states. Yeah. <laughs> and we get President Kanye. Oh, my God. What happens next? Yeah, like, and who like, is his other team? Other than the wildest inauguration ever. Yeah, who is his team? Because as we have found out, who your team is, is, is more important than, is almost more important than the person at the top. Because like, who you're filling the, those seats, who you're bringing to the table, that can lead to disastrous, I, yeah, I, like, disaster. I, I want to know, I want to know. Yeah, no. I, I, I want to know, who are your people? The, the the old Mark Marin chestnut. Who are your guys? Who are your like, guys? I, I, I want to know <laughs> who are your people. Yeah. So I, I much much like a lot of things happening in politics right now, I do my best not to necessarily follow the headline, but follow the information that comes after the headline. Yeah, like yeah. don't get too distracted by that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean the the only policies that I know from just looking at Kanye is that, well, he doesn't believe George Bush cares about black people. He believes that Beyonce should have, should have won that music award. And okay. he's buds with Trump. That says nothing about any of his actual policy. Right. That, do, like, that doesn't say anything about his policy. And also we don't know actually how close he really is to Trump. All we know is, is that he decided to buddy up to him and the white house, which yeah. And oh, I've seen a lot of other people do, and, and it doesn't necessarily disqualify you from being a capable, decent person and yada, 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 yada. And, like, I don't want to be completely dismissive and, of the idea of being like the president going, hey, so the president would like to meet you. You'd be like, yeah, yeah fuck and, it. I'll go have a Wendy's burger with, with Trump. Let's go do this thing. And, and he once said that slavery was a choice. So, oh, God, I forgot about he that. Said, he was like, oh. all those people in slavery for all those years? That sounds like a choice to me. I'm like, uh, Maybe crack open a history book, friend. No, 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 no. What we've learned this. Don't crack open a history book. <laughs> 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 that that sort of thing is where that sort of question mark comes from. Don't do that. <laughs> Real book. Real book yeah. on the topic. Yeah. From so, someone who is incredibly more intelligent than yourself. Yeah. Which might be his first problem because I'm not sure he can admit that people are actually smarter than him. Yeah, I mean, the, the ego alone, well, so, I mean, at some point you have to have a big ego to run for president anyway. So he's Yeah, got, I assume that is mandatory like to he's, run for president. He's got that down. I am confident in Kanye's confidence in himself, which I wish I had sometimes. Um, but beyond that, I would like to know his policies before I start freaking out. <laughs> 
and it won't even matter because he's not going to make the deadline. And people, people aren't going to write him in because when you're when you look at the ballot, you just check marks. You just check marks. Yeah, no, that, nobody's that, writing anything. That's what the SAT have have trained us all to do. You see a check mark, you fill in a check mark. There's no written portion. There's nothing like that. You get your ballot from home when you when your absentee ballot and you're sending it in. You see the check mark, you put a check mark. You don't write in. You don't fill in the blank unless it's a Mad Lib, and. You don't fill in the blank. So if he's not on the ballot, it doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> and I would love it if he campaigned anyway. <laughs> uh, I worry about that, honestly. Because <laughs> it's going to, no one's going to know what to do. And I'm just like, yeah, fine. Fuck it. We're here. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? The polls don't mean shit. Seuss, hi. <laughs> polls don't mean shit. The polls don't mean shit. Apparently, emails are important, except when they're not. So, like, yeah, who the fuck knows? Let him run. Let him run a campaign. Get down. Get down. <laughs> no, get down. You can't be up here. You got to get... <laughs> Brandon, you, had, uh, you said you had a story. I, I, I have a story <laughs> now that the 70-pound pit bull is down. <gasps> anyway, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Fucking sweet boy. I love him dearly, but Jesus. Okay. So, I wanted to get your opinion about this, right? Okay. So... You brought up Kanye, and he is also one of the people who, in his Yeezus brand, has taken, um, when the government was handing out loans to keep small businesses afloat, took, took between 2 and $5 million to help keep his business afloat. Now, <clears throat> this, this um, something related to that comes from a Rolling Stone article. So take the, take the relative source as you will. Please understand I am reading a Rolling Stone article, Okay. You say that, but I know a lot of people are like, man, Rolling Stone. And that's fine. But they cover rock and entertainment. I mean, you know, they, they're, they they're, do. They have their lane. They're legit. Eagles, Pearl Jam, Guns N' Roses, Green Day, Tool, Nickelback, Imagine Dragons, Weezer, Chainsmokers, and Chris Stapleton are just some of the artists who took money from the PPP loans to keep their touring staff afloat oh, during the pandemic. Oh, interesting. Now, I asked the question. <clears throat> now, there, I'd like to believe that there's a line here where we look at artists and we go, man, they make a fucking ton of money. But mm -hmm. I got to believe that keeping these, these touring companies afloat requires a lot of money as well. And they may not have the personal wealth to do so. So I would say that like chain smokers, maybe even Weezer, I imagine Tool at this point, maybe Green Day, Imagine Dragons. I, I have no idea how much Imagine Dragons is worth. But I asked the question of like Pearl Jam, mm -hmm. who is a, <clears throat> who really fucking rally against the government in a lot of ways. Yeah feels a little hypocritical, but the one I want to focus in on are the Eagles. The Eagles are fucking rich. Like, rich, rich. Yeah. Now, to give you a, a bit of, of, here's the, uh, a quote from the article. The Eagles, Pearl Jam, and Disturbed, as one of also the other bands, took out some wow. of the largest loans. Yeah, wow. Um, <laughs> 
took out some of the larger loans among the listed touring musicians being granted somewhere between $350,000 and $1 million. And many Damn. of other artists have received between 150000 and 350000 Rolling Stone has identified more than 50 musicians and groups across all genres among the 660,000 recipients were granted a loan for more than $150,000, according to the data, joined mm-hmm. by small businesses such as restaurants and bars, along with construction and plumbing companies. Yeah. So here's really my issue here. The auto bar. Yeah. Our local venue that when you and I were part of Super Art Fight, as well as other things, have done multiple shows of the auto bar right? It is a Baltimore staple for people who are up and coming bands or you are a smaller tier national touring act and you want to be able to play a venue that seats around four to 500 people, right? It's a great place. It's a great place. And like, there's a lot of things I could jokingly complain about the auto bar, but like, I appreciate how comfortable they personally have made me feel. And also the team with super art fight feel over the years. And yeah. I was genuinely proud of, of the Art Fight crew for putting together a t-shirt and promoting them and trying to raise some money for them to help them through this whole thing. And to my understanding, they are one of the people who, if they got any money, it wasn't much, but to my understanding, they have not gotten any money. And I asked the question, Jesus. do the fucking Eagles need a million dollars? Uh, to keep their touring company afloat or can they pull from their massive amounts of wealth to be able to keep this thing going yeah i and 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 that's that's something i've never understood like i've never understood that you, you you every once in a while you'll have you'll hear a story about someone who's super wealthy who has this big company who decides you know what fuck it this year i'm not taking uh, a, a salary because I'm going to divest it to the rest of my employees because they need it more than I do. And you'll hear like, and, and it's a feel good story because it makes, it makes billionaires and millionaires seem like actual people. And, and, and you would think the rock and roll thing to do when you get to that point, when you get to that point, you say like, look, we're in this together. We're not touring, but I know you've been gripping for us for years I'm 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 taking my royalty checks this this season and and I'm for, I'm fronting all of you guys yeah. to make you whole to yeah. and, and I would hope that if you and I ever got into that that position where we are getting residuals off of our work where where we have a team behind us if we have we, the ability we got a, we got a nest egg and yeah. we're okay you know we got let's say you know let's say and I use Green Day as an example right yeah. we're we are one of three we have been a touring band for what almost 30 years now yeah we have amassed a small fortune i'd like to believe that the team with green day are probably doing pretty okay i imagine each, each one of them is worth let's say actually i'm curious i'll look i, I was annoyed about the eagles but let me let me look here uh <laughs> let's see billy joe armstrong net worth let's see where are we at here um well, according to this, Billy Joe Armstrong is worth $55 million. Yeah, so right? you, could, you could chuck a milli out to your production company. <laughs> now, let's assume net worth doesn't actually mean on-hand cash or whatever it is, but let's assume Billy Joe Armstrong's got $10 million in the bank. Right? I would, I would throw a mill at my production company. I, I don't see why they need to take 
a $350,000 loan out to keep these people afloat. I also don't understand like an example, right? So the Eagles are the one that I'm really annoyed about, right? So Don Henley alone from the Eagles has a net worth of $200 million. The Eagles in 2019... 2019 topped the world's hot list of world's pay, uh, highest paid celebrities. The band took in a hundred million dollars in 2019. That's a like a money. <laughs> yeah, they, they're ranked number eight in the top 100 list. The oh, bulk of the Jesus Eagles' Christ. earnings came from tour dates, <clears throat> earning them 3.5 million dollars <throat> per show, and they somehow don't have the cash to be able to pay their production company out of their own pockets and they have to take money away from smaller venues and restaurants and what have you. So there are people that we personally know who are going without and don't have the ability to pay their mortgages, but thank fuck Don Henley got the ability to keep the Eagles touring. And I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, I... And and that's like, how and, and, that, yeah. And the idea of finding out the Green Day, like Billy Joe Armstrong, is worth fifty five million. That's a whole fucking thing to understand, because like, uh, you know, okay, so let's assume he's worth more than the other two, but the other two are probably worth, let's say, thirty million. Like, are you telling me that they can't, like you said, they can't chip a million dollars between the three of them yeah. to keep these guys afloat? Yeah, like I, we can't we can't shoot a check out to these guys and go, hey, look. So we don't expect this thing to happen for like six months or something like that. We know it's a pay cut, but we're gonna cut all of you checks for I don't know thirty thousand dollars or something like that to yeah. keep you afloat for a while. So this way you don't have to file for unemployment or what have you, and keep you afloat. Or hell, ten grand a piece and file for unemployment, and an extra little nest egg to keep you guys upright. And when unemployment happens, we don't want you to go hungry. We care about you guys. You make us look good every night. I like. I, yeah. <clears throat> I wonder. I, I don't know what to do with that. I wonder if, um, because they're all rich now. I wonder if, like, early days Green Day, early days Eagles, if they had access to that cash on hand and they were hit with a pandemic, if early days versions of these bands would 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 do that because. Rock and roll is all about fighting the power, making your own way, starting off, starting off small. But these are all rich people, and rich I, people stay rich by using other people's money. Green Day, maybe. The Eagles have always been money-hungry folks. <clears throat> like, please oh, understand. Well, then that's, that's your answer. <laughs> that, that, and, that, and that makes sense, but that's, that, I think that's more to my point, though, is like... Mm-hmm. They've been putting this money away for a rainy day, for a rainy day, for a rainy day. This like, is the rainy day. Point, this is the rainy day. Yeah, yeah like take day. care of your people. And I got to be like, I don't know. I don't know what to think. Like if, I, yeah. if I'm a, you know, if I'm the, I don't know, I'm the head roadie for the Eagles, right? Yeah. My job is to make sure that, that everything is packed up after the show and is set up for the next show. And yeah. my job when, when they're touring is a thankless 24-hour-a-day, two-hour-a-night two sleeping in a hotel at best, just slugfest. So this way I can take the days off when they're not touring and spend time with my family, but I work real fucking hard. And if I found out that the Eagles needed a loan, I got to believe that I'd be asking the question, why? 
I would be writing a tell-all book. But the other thing is that all of these roadies, all of these road crews, are super fans of the bands that they're working with. So they're not going to be the right. Ones to, they're not going to be the ones to call them out. Right, but like, can we? Uh, I don't know. I and I don't know what to do about that. Like, I, I, I really don't. Like, I'm fans of a lot of these bands. Yeah. Like they're they and and please understand, it's not just rock that that is responsible for this. There are acts all over the place. Yeah. But like, I there's part of me that is like. Take care of your people. Take care of your people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how we write this ship. Yeah. At all. I mean, we, so you and I were part of Super Art Fight, which is nowhere near as successful as any of these bands. No, no. We're like, and, and please understand for anybody who had seen us live or whatever it is, we, as you know, when, when Jamie and I were part of it, we're making way less than a weekend band hanging out playing local like yeah. bar, you know, like yeah. the, the old, like, you know, uh, the thin Lizzie, like down at Dino's bar and grill, they were the boys who were back <clears throat> in town were being way better paid than art fight was when it came to everything, because it's a much bigger show. You wanted to support everybody. Yeah. We made a perfectly fine money as a business, but we made sure that we paid everybody evenly. Yeah. There and, was and- never, anything sitting around afterward and if there was it was spent on the crew yeah and like if if we were short at a show none of the administration would take none of the management got paid we we wouldn't we wouldn't take a cut we would put that like if you were short if 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 we if we couldn't pay you what we normally pay you we would try to divvy it up so that we could pay you something yeah um and i guess it's because i don't know i mean i I guess because because we weren't that successful. Because we weren't we weren't making millions and millions I guess, of dollars. But, but like, I would, we, I would we like were also. Well, yeah, I would like we, I, I would like to think that if we were, we would be we functioning would the same way. Like yeah, yeah. Like I would I would hey, like to think that. Yeah, like hey, people deserve to be paid for their work, and you made sure that like okay, who's you know who's part of our crew, who's not part of our crew. Okay, well, we hired a no. photographer. Well, they're, they're here because of us. Well, they get paid regardless. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. we hired, you know, a DJ. Okay, DJ gets paid. They're not, they're not part of the art fight crew. They're adjacent, they're important, but yeah. they get paid. Okay, yeah. now, let's look at everybody who wasn't responsible for putting on this show as far as the management goes. And you go, okay, all of these people get paid. And those people get paid because the money was there. And if the money wasn't there, that was a shortcoming on our end. Yeah. We didn't hustle hard enough. We didn't plan hard enough. We didn't work hard enough. We didn't manage people the right way. We didn't take responsibility for it. We didn't spend the money the right way. Whatever the reason being, and God knows it was a learning experience. And yeah. I imagine even now for the management who was there, it is still a learning experience trying to figure out how to navigate their way through everything, especially during this pandemic. You know, mm-hmm. How do you motivate people without being compensated financially to keep the wheels spinning on this thing? So this way, hopefully when you get on the back end of it, when they finally have the ability to be like, we're fucking back, let's go do this thing. We all feel like, you know what? Awesome. I am happy to hand you the fucking money to go have a ticket and go do the thing. Yeah. And how do you do that and not compensate your people? And I I don't don't understand how... We were able to comprehend that making as little as we make, but the fucking Eagles and <laughs> everyone else can't seem to manage that shit without a government handout. I think also 
all of these groups have management teams. So it, it wasn't the Eagles getting the loan. It was their management or someone on their, their, their numbers yeah, guy who, who that's went. That's bullshit, though. That's bullshit. Maybe. I, you, I don't you know. You know that they own and run their own companies. Hmm. One way or the other, you, you say, hey, we need to take out a loan. Yeah. You all need to sign for this. You all need to know about this. Trust me, I'd love to be wrong about, let's say, Green Day. If Green Day, if Billy Joe Armstrong is sitting at home and he sees somebody tag him in this, and when I say somebody, I mean probably thousands of people right now tagging Green Day and Billy Joe <laughs> Whatever social media they bother to be a part of. Yeah, yeah. And they see this and they go, the fuck? When the hell did we agree to this? And they <laughs> blow their management company up and Billy Joe comes out and goes, hey, so the management company decided to do this. This was not our call. We've terminated the management company. We paid back the loan and we have come out of our own pockets to go do it. Fucking, I love to be wrong about that. Yeah, I love mean- Love to be wrong and, about and that. And that would be the punk rock aesthetic. That would be the punk thing well, to do. That would, be, that would be the thing- for the guy who wrote American Idiot to do. The guy who literally pounded his chest about how wrong we were as a country to do. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, all you're doing is fucking selling Dookie again, you shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Brandon. I, I, I hope we get into those positions so we could do right by people because... I, I would like to think that either you or I, with that access to that amount, amount of money, that we would look after our people. And yeah. I don't. I don't know how else to say that. Like, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know how like, else to expect that. Like, yeah. And and don't get me wrong. I'm like a lot of people. Would I like my house paid for and to have a nice house? Yeah. Would I like to have you know a car or two? Yeah. I'd love to have a regular vehicle and a fun weekend vehicle. Cool. Nice. I'd like to live a fun, nice life where I can go out and I can, like I said, buy fucking wave runners and go out and take <laughs> friends out and what have you. Yeah. Would I live, if I had that money, would I live an extravagant life? Absolutely I would. I have no qualms about saying that with confidence. However, would I also make sure that the people that are in my employ, the people that are in my sphere or the people that I see suffering that I would try and contribute to and I would try and help out with? Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to believe that I would. And at the very least, I'd make sure that the people that help keep the wheels moving on the machine that I am responsible for are fucking taken care of. Like, it is not a difficult thing to understand. Like, it's, it's the second time I've said it this week. Some, this was about something else, but it's the old Richard Branson quote, and it doesn't seem like it's all that difficult. Train people well enough that they can leave. Treat them well enough so that they don't want to. It is yeah. not a difficult fucking concept to do. And when you are a multimillionaire, you sure as shit have the ability to pay someone's salary who is very much not. When they make one-tenth or in certain cases, probably one one hundredth what you make, you can fucking give up twenty five percent and fucking float people. You'll make that money. I for promise sure. you, for you will make that money. Sure. For fucking There's sure. There's no question about it. Yeah. Billy Joe Armstrong and the rest of fucking Green Day or the Eagles or Disturbed, for fuck's sake, are not going to fucking go hungry if they take care of their people. They're not go hungry. Go Zeus, hungry. would you get down? <laughs> hey, hon, can you get him? Zeus, the Zeus, fucking maniac. Zeusical, Zeusical. Yeah, 
anyway, sorry. So yeah, so that's, basically, uh, that's entertainment fuck the news. Eagles. <laughs> I yeah, I, I am. Go back to Hotel California and stay there, you fucks. This is the part that bothers me. Is like there's a lot of bands on that list that I, I like, and I I don't know what to do with them. Like I I guess the short answer would be like stop supporting them. And at the same point, I also don't know how much me listening to them on iTunes is really supporting them at this point. <laughs> I assume if I don't spend money seeing them live, which obviously I'm not doing, but at this point now in the future, I won't fucking do. Yeah, yeah. I, then I'm not really supporting them, but like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, so that's entertainment news <laughs> that's entertaining ta, 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 ta. Uh, Brandon Chalmers besides shitting on the Burr. Eagles what have you been geeking on so I have been geeking on something that I actually ended up getting this week um, so as a way to try and make sure that I am more sane sitting at home I have been trying to get back into working out um, and that has been Girls. Yeah, gains, 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 and I know that. And, like, that's an important thing, but at the same time, it's, it's very difficult because I'm at home, and I have a limited amount of space. You know, my house is not huge. Um, like, to give people an idea, I live in a 900-square-foot duplex in, in, a, in a Baltimore suburb. Like, it is not a tiny place, but it's a small brick row home. And it's probably the most Baltimore thing I can probably do. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, like I'm not unhappy about my home, but that means that I don't have the real estate to set up a gym in one part of my house. I don't have, you know, one half of an unfinished basement to set up a bunch of exercise equipment indoors so that I can set up my own home gym or whatever. Like I, I don't have the space for it. So when I'm working out, you know, I, I started doing like circuit training, not necessarily CrossFit, but something similar to it. We're like, Gosh. I'm breaking out a whiteboard mm -hmm. and, you know, my girlfriend and I are, we're, we're writing down, you know, okay, we're doing squats and jump ropes and sit-ups and, you know, we're doing this with the free weights and this with the free weights and this with the free weights. And we're trying to put together 30 and 45 minute exercise, you know, workout routines that we're doing this every other day. And I'm trying to, you know, on my days off, I'm trying to get on the bike and make sure I do things. And in the mornings, I'm trying to take Seuss out for walks and I'm trying to cut down and I'm trying to behave and I'm trying to keep my energy up so that I don't end up kind of defaulting to the depression that happens with being stuck inside like a lot of people are dealing with. So something that I did not have was a weight bench. Oh. And if anyone knows me, I like lifting weights. It makes me happy. I don't know why, probably because it's the instant gratification of like, yep, I'm able to take that big thing and lift it up and then put it down and then lift it up again. And I can go, I can do that thing. And somebody else goes, that's real hard. And I can go, yep, I can do that thing. And it's an instant gratification thing for me of going, <laughs> I did a the work. Thing and I put it down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did a work. Exactly. So what I did end up finding was a way to do weightlifting in the sense of I needed a weight bench. Um, because I wanted to do a few other exercises that required me to be able to either sit on a weight bench or have like an incline press or what have you. So I went online and I picked up what is, I don't know if anyone can see this. Oh. It looks like a kind of seated weight bench. And the idea is it folds completely flat when you want to use it. Otherwise it's made by Reebok. Um, retails for around $250, which is a little steep, 
but has the ability to fold up completely flat. Uh, and if anyone's watching the live stream, they'll see these images. Nice. And only weighs about 30 pounds, mm. which means I can store this outside under, under an awning, off to the side, along with some weights. And then when I want to use it, I have the ability, and it came in today, today was the first day I got a chance to use it, to be able to break out a proper weight bench and be Ooh. able to do a lot of the exercises that I have been unable to do. It also doubles as a stair stepper, so I can do step-up exercises. Um, it'll also do inclines to help sit-ups and, and push-ups and what have you. And it's a way for me to up my exercises. So this week has been one of those like, I've, I've gained the ability to do some exercises that I have not had the ability to do since, let's say, February, since oh, I left wow. uh, my, my previous job, which had a gym on site. Yeah. And, you know, being stuck at home, what have you, it, it felt so good to get back into that old routine of being able to do those things over again. So that's been what I've been geeking about this week is the anticipation of like, you know what? I'm going to pull the trigger on it. It's important for my mental health. It's important for my physical health. I need to do the thing and then getting it. And then today having an instant gratification of like pulling it out of the box and it being every bit as sturdy as in, and if you've seen me, kids know this, right? I walk around about 250. Like I'm not a small boy. This bitch <laughs> is sturdy. Like I was, I was able to bang out like proper dumbbell, you know, chest flies and stuff like that on this thing in the comfort of my living room because it was humid as all shit today. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I know. But being able to have that in my living room, push the coffee table back and be able to do a free weight exercise in my living room. And then when I'm done, take the thing, take it back outside. And when it gets nicer out, when it's not nearly as humid, I can do it anytime I want. Yeah. And the ability to have that is such an important thing. So nice. that's what I've been geeking out about. And I highly recommend to anyone else. Get a bunch. Like and hawing about like, nah, maybe I want to get that exercise bike. Spend that 150, 200, whatever it is. Don't buy a Peloton unless you're fucking bougie and you got that kind of money. <laughs> and if you do, good on you. Like, by all means, good oh, on you. But Peloton. <laughs> But buy how that much are those? Bike. How much are those things? Like five or six hundred dollars. Like they, they are cheap. Yeah. Like, and I swear there's a subscription service that goes along with it. But oh anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um. Peloton. Yeah. Like, buy the bike, buy the road machine, buy the stair stepper, buy the treadmill, whatever it is, and start doing it. Get outside, go and go and do the exercises. Yeah. Social distance. Be smart and bring a mask with you if you happen to be outside. Even if you're not near anybody, have one with you in case someone gets near. You can yeah. protect yourself and or them, but go and do the thing. Such an important thing right now to do. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I know. I, I see you knowing that like you want to try and get your climbing wall set up and what have you. And Yeah. Do you even have like a hangboard or anything else like that that you set up? I have a hangboard, yeah. So like I could do finger exercises, but that's not the same thing. Like a hang no, a hangboard not. is for building like like muscle strength for for like crimping and like very specific like small motors and stuff like that. But it's not yeah. for like it's not like a pull up thing. Like it's, you don't get a hangboard to like do fingertip pull ups unless you're Johnny Shryock, and then you can do anything because you're a fucking beast. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the the hangboard is to um, build finger strength so that when you do the climbs, you can you can hold smaller holds. Okay. Um, but it's 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 part of the tool set to strengthen things. It's not necessarily aerobic or anaerobic. It's just 
you hang for 10 seconds, you get off. You hang for 10 seconds, you get off. You hang for 10 okay. seconds, you get off. You hang for 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, See, it's not, not at I'm, all the same thing. <laughs> I'm wondering if maybe you would benefit from something like one of these like horizontal multifunction bar jobs or something like that, where like you get yeah. like pull ups and dips and what have you. And like, Maybe that needs to be something you just get put out on the back deck, throw a tarp over when you're not using it and just get out there and just start busting this stuff out. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not the same as that, but like at least you're getting a body weight exercise, which is what, to my understanding, you're used to doing, doing all your climbing. I know it's not nearly as interesting for you, but yeah, yeah, we'll see. We got to do something. Uh, I mean the gym, the gym is back open. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, Uh, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Got to do something. Yeah. Anyway, Jamie, what have you been geeking out about? Uh, So this one's a mixed bag uh, and could go long. So depending how long this goes, we might not get to a conspiracy corner. Um, Okay. But uh, Hamilton is on Disney+. Plus. Yes. So uh, everybody knows about Hamilton 2015. Le-Manuel Miranda did this musical. It's it's hip-hop. Uh, which is crazy for Broadway because Broadway is devoid of hip hop or black people. Um, so <laughs> here comes here comes Hamilton. The cast is very mixed. Uh, you got Latino people, you got black people in it, um, actors of color all over the place. There are very few white people in the production. Um, and it's amazing because when you go to a Broadway show, that's not at all what you see. So right. revolutionary for that, revolutionary for the type of storytelling, uh, hip hop and, 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 and rap and beats on Broadway, telling the story about Alexander Hamilton, one of the whitest motherfuckers in American history. So there's, there's a whole bunch of shit going on with Hamilton. Like when, it, when I first heard about this musical, I said, this sounds very dumb, but it also sounds very problematic because... Here you have people of color performing for mostly white audiences because the, the ticket prices to get into a Broadway show are exorbitant. Yes. So you have a music form, which is the music of the people, because to be a rapper does not require as much gear as it does to play guitar or play right. piano or any of that. If you, have, if you have rhymes in your head, if you want to tell a story, you can do it. You can go on the, the street corner, you can get a pencil and you can like bang out beats on your table. Like hip hop is the music of the people. It's democratized. Anyone can do it. And yep. yet they're taking this, this, this format for the people and, and sticking it in a, a, a venue that very few people have access to. And, and to me, initially, when I heard about that, I was like, well, that's some cotton club kind of bullshit. You're, you're, you, have, you have performers of color performing for a very wide audience, performing music that is of their culture that, that they developed and invented because they had access to it and they didn't have access to all these other crazy fancy things. And so like when I first heard about this musical, I was like, this, this sounds like, it's, it sounds like it should be subversive, but, it, but it's not at all because it's still like playing into all of this, this institutional racism of 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 broadway except the cast is fighting against that because they're casting from a wider net than you usually see from like so like the production is is amazing but then like they're performing for these people and you know 
people who look like the cast can't get into the show because they can't afford to. So like, you know, and, and they were doing things like, you know, they would set aside a bunch of a set of tickets for inner city school kids so they could actually come to the show. So like the, the production started doing these things to kind of, to, to kind of, to, to outreach to their communities because they recognized that, yes, we're performing in front of a whole lot of white people. Let's try to expand it. Let's try to like get other people involved in it. And right. so I don't know, it would, I, I had a lot of thoughts when, when Hamilton first came out because all the people that I heard like losing their shit about it were all white people. And I was like, sounds really weird. And then like black artists started getting hyped about it, like black rappers. And the, the thing that, that, that brought me over was when they dropped the Hamilton mixtape, which was, um, yeah which was a bunch of uh, rappers and, and, and R&B singers um, doing versions of the songs from the musical and doing their own interpretations of stuff, like Rise Up with like The Roots and fucking Busta Rhymes and shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, that I, listened to, I, I listened to the Hamilton mixtape for a week straight before I actually heard the songs from the actual musical. Like there's a song, uh, there's a, there's a line in the song, in the musical where it's like immigrants, we get the job done. And they did a whole song about that. One of the rappers in that, do you remember, um, Rogue One, the, um, the empire pilot that they, uh, that they picked up out of jail? Like, um, uh, he, he was getting that, that mental octopus sucked out his brains to get the information. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That guy is a rapper. He's an English rapper. Oh, nice. He's a British oh, rapper. Cool. And he was on that track. I was like, I recognize that voice. And I looked him up and he was, sure enough, he was in Star Wars. And he drops a Star Wars, like, shout out in that song. And I was like, this is, this is better. This is amazing as shit. I heard the mixtape. I was like, fine. I will listen to this musical. And I listened to the musical. And I was like, this is amazing. Now I have to see the show. Uh, we saw the performance in Baltimore because it was, like, heavily discounted tickets. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so like, I don't know. I have feelings about this musical from that perspective. From the context of the show itself, it is, it is, it is putting up all of these people on a pedestal and whitewashing their history. They're all slave owners. <laughs> they are all terrible people. <laughs> like it's, it's so, so problematic. And they do a lot of ha- hand-waving. They give you the impression that Alexander Hamilton was an abolitionist and all these other people were, were trying to fight for the freedom of black and white soldiers. That is not true at all. Like, <laughs> like slavery was built into... Like, so there's, a whole, there's, there's so many different layers of this show and now it's on Disney Plus, and now everyone has access to it. And finally, people can see what this has been hyped up about. And, and now more people have access to it, which I think is great. But I still have all these like conflicting feelings about this show. Like, Brandon, have you ever seen this show? No. Have you ever have you ever gone to broad have you ever seen a Broadway show? Have you ever gone to see a musical or anything like that? No, no, no. I listened to, I listened to the mixtape so I have context of understanding of everything. Um but no, I'm I'm not a musical guy. Um yeah. I, I I do not enjoy musicals. Um I don't even like most Disney movies because of the musical <laughs> aspect of it. Um, yeah. But 
but I am also very much a history buff. So yeah, I, I understand the, the story and I know the back and forth between Hamilton and Burr. And like, I, I am familiar with the context and the content. Yeah. Um, so I, this, this is another one of those, I'm not sure what to do with it because Me ultimately, <laughs> I'd like to believe that having everyone have a better understanding of American history is important. And at the same time, I cannot disagree with the idea that it tells an incomplete story. Yeah. However, I am unclear why the story is is written that way. And the only thing that I can come to think of is if you started to genuinely paint everyone with an honest brush, it is hard <laughs> to appreciate the things that they actually got accomplished. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, and, that's, and I, yeah. and I think it's important, it's, it's important <clears throat> as we, as we talk about, you know, these, these historical figures and we, and we talk about them, you know, especially in the conversation of, you know, uh, the statues that, that are up that people are, are talking about bringing down. And I think it's really important to understand both sides of, of people. And if you only look at them based on the historical things that they have done and you don't take a deep dive into them, you lose a lot of perspective on everything. You know, it's... So I was listening to, to an episode of The Dollop today, right? Mm-hmm. And what they were talking about was Roosevelt's daughter, right? So I don't know how familiar you are with FDR's daughter. Um, so let me see if I can find it here. Uh, yada, 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 yada. Um, let me see if I can find this one. Uh, so Alice Roosevelt, right? So they were, they were talking about this. FDR, or I'm sorry, not FDR, Teddy Roosevelt, my apologies. Um, you know, the one who basically went out and, you know, killed a bunch of buffalo and yeah, 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 yeah. And we like, have the park system because by, of him, but... Uh, we have a park system. We have a park system because of him. Yeah. Which is super fucking great. We have a lot of positive things because of him. Super fucking great. I can't take away from the positive things that he did. He was also fucking trashed to Native Americans. I also learned that part of the problem of his daughter, Alice, right? So here's the quick and dirty version of Alice. Teddy's married to his wife, Alice. They have a daughter named Alice, right? Come to find out Teddy's mother and Teddy's wife die in the same house, like eight hours separate from each other. And Teddy, from that point forward, bans anyone from speaking the name Alice. Now, you might be asking yourself, wait, Brandon, that doesn't make any sense. His daughter's named Alice. Uh-huh. So from this point forward, he, because the daughter is young at this time, like three, is now called Baby. Much like Baby Driver. Not Baby Alice, just Baby. And oh Baby God. is shipped off to Roosevelt's sister, right? And raised by Roosevelt's sister. And then in turn... This is before Roosevelt, you know, was even governor of New York and president, what have you. And 
you know, Roosevelt then realizes what's going on and, you know, remarries and Roosevelt's new wife fucking hates Alice because of all this stuff. And there's a bunch of other siblings and they don't really care for Alice either. Only kind of and Roosevelt never like Roosevelt writes his kids, doesn't write Alice, only talks about Alice to Teddy Jr. to like his son. Right. So like shithead father and then finally gets elected. Right. And Alice is 17 in the White House and suddenly decides, fuck it, I'm going to buck the system. <laughs> and Alice goes out fucking smoking, drinking, hanging out with a bunch of dudes. Yeah. This is not done at this time. Get it's it, girl. Punk rock as fuck <laughs> and goes out and just basically motherfucks everything she possibly can. And she goes out on a delegation, what have you. Like, she goes on a delegation to um, the Pacific Islands, I believe. And it's secretly what it's supposed to be is Taft, who's the representative at the time, is supposed to be doing secret conversations with China at the time. And since Alice out there to basically distract the press because the press is in love with Alice. Oh, because she's amazing. (laughs) Right. So she's great. Taft is like, well, fuck it. The press will follow Alice. And Taft's supposed to be her chaperone. Now... (laughs) Taft goes to go deal with everything, but literally Alice, like before they fucking leave, while they're on the train leaving across the country just to get to California to then head out to go there, she's hanging at the side of the fucking train shooting fucking telephone poles with a handgun like a goddamn boss with the fucking press hanging out alongside of her. Oh, she's basically like fucking pretending to be Annie Oakley and shit, like leaning out the <laughs> side just going, hey, Doug, guess which one I can hit at speed. And like, yeah. <laughs> I want a movie. I want a musical. I want a hip hop musical about, I want a fucking metal musical about her. <laughs> but like, and she's great. And like, now at this point, right? Roosevelt goes on record as saying, I can either be a father to Alice or I can be president. I cannot be both. Alice later on went on to say, Teddy wanted to be the bride at every funeral, the corpse at every, uh, sorry, the bride at every wedding, the corpse at every funeral, and the baby at every christening. And basically, the idea is she's basically telling the press He's only jealous of me because I'm stealing his spotlight. Yeah. Because he's a narcissist and I'm better at it than he is. <laughs> I love her. She sounds amazing. She's fucking great. Now, bear in mind also, she ended up having a kid. That kid ended up committing suicide because she was a shit-ass parent. And then she ended up raising her granddaughter the right way because she realized how much of a shit mother she was. So... The fucking problems all over the place. Yeah. Now, imagine, imagine Alice tur- come to find out. Yeah, she she's married to one senator um, out of more convenience. They both sleep around, so they both basically have an open marriage in in uh, in Washington. Yeah. She ends up sleeping with another senator who's higher up on everything. <laughs> but then her husband ends up becoming uh, the speaker of the house. Said so, or yeah, like ends up switching, becomes a speaker of the house, top tier motherfucker, right? And then she suddenly becomes pre- like she suddenly becomes pregnant, and but she's pregnant with the other guy's kid. So <laughs> then she starts making fucking jokes about <clears throat> the guy's name, like you know, 
she is ridiculous. Yeah. And all I'm reminded of is we learn about Roosevelt and the parks. Yeah. And some of the other positive things that he's done as president. And we ignore his treatment of Native Americans. We ignore him being a shitty father. We ignore all of the other side shit that he was doing. We ignore the idea that while he was out fucking, you know, I, I listened to this other podcast about the American elections and the way mm-hmm. that they opened it up about Roosevelt was they talk about him riding around in the Badlands, right? And he walks into a bar and there's a guy and he's just fucking being a dick in the bar and he's shooting the walls and what have you. And he walks up to Roosevelt. Roosevelt's got his signature glasses on everything. And he, you know, Roosevelt's up at the bar and the guy walks up with a gun and he goes, my friend here would like to buy me a drink. Cocks his gun. And Roosevelt looks at him and goes, No, friend, you're drinking on your own. All I came in for was dinner and a room. You know, he's at he's at an inn in the Badlands, middle of nowhere. And the guy's like, No, friend, I don't think you understand me. You're gonna buy me a drink. When I say you're buying, you're buying. Roosevelt, without missing a beat, fucking lays this guy out. just kicks the shit out of him, takes his gun from him, drags him outside, throws him out, and basically, while the guy's out there, drunk as a skunk laying in the street, Roosevelt just basically goes, you come back in here, you'll get it worse the next time. Go away. Walks back in and pulls the bullets out of the gun and lays them down at the bar and then asks the barkeep to make him a plate of food and pour him a brandy. (laughs) And when the guy goes, I've you know, who are you? He introduces himself and he goes, oh, hi, I'm Theodore Roosevelt president-elect he was on his way to fucking washington to go be president (laughs) and you're like this guy's the fucking greatest yeah and then you forget that oh yeah at the time he had four fucking children a wife a whole fucking like two different farms that he wasn't taking care of and he decides that he wants to go on a fucking walkabout and go from where he was in the badlands the fucking Washington on horseback like a dick. And you're like, <laughs> wait, that's not anything that I recognize about this guy. Yeah. And you realize that, like, we pick and choose these things from history. And do I think it makes him any less of a president? No. There are still a ton of things that I agree with him about, and there are a ton of things that I disagree with him about. I genuinely, yeah. to this day, and to my last breath, will appreciate him for what he did for the park service. I personally enjoyed it, and I genuinely share his love of the outdoors. Not necessarily his love of killing bison, but at the very <laughs> least of the outdoors. Yeah. And the Hamilton thing reminds me of, like, without the full context, it is very easy for us to to romance and and like fall in love with these historical figures because we build them up as more than what they are with the limited context that you get mm-hmm. and i still don't know what to do with any of it like well the- like I, I i i hear this literally this morning i finished the podcast about about alice when i was on my walk with seuss and it was like she's awesome and like but also, shit mom, not surprised for a while. And like, yeah. right, yeah, like, just in that whole thing of like, they spend the first, I'd say, 35 minutes building that up. And then they spend 10 minutes talking about how she had a daughter and everything that happened. And you're like, um, <laughs> right, yeah. And then, and then they follow up with like, but okay, but she's decided to spend the rest of her time taking care and doting over the granddaughter because she realized what she had done and yada, yada, yada. And you're like, okay. 
So let's ask the question, was Alice a good person? Mm. Or was Alice really interesting and intriguing and did a lot of really cool things, but had a very imperfect life? Yeah. And I start to wonder with some of these conversations, are we... Are we throwing out the baby with the bathwater or are we taking a realistic look at everything? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that I want to apologize for anyone who was a slave owner or anything else like that because I don't think Alice being a shitty parent is the tantamount equivalency of genuinely owning people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, are, like, where are we at on the timeline of looking at people as a whole? Are we able to appreciate people for what they have done? You know, LBJ... Are we willing to look at the work that he did for the civil rights movement and, and passing the Civil Rights Act and overlook his involvement in the Vietnam War? Or do we have to look at the two of them and then make a decision about like, yeah, he did this really great. Yeah, he really fucked this up. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I worry when people start to just throw out historical figures based on one thing and refuse to acknowledge all sides of something and I don't want to give this false equivalency thing of going, well, you know, we need to represent, you know, if we're going to have a conversation about race relations, we need to have somebody who's part of, you know, Black Lives Matter, but we also need to have a Klan member. Like, no, we don't no, we need don't. to have no, a we don't. Klan member. We don't. <laughs> yeah. We don't. Yeah. And, like, I don't, well, I don't know where to land with this, especially when it comes to historical figures that long ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with a lot of that stuff. The, and it, it, it really starts to hit home when you start to hear about people in you know, the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. We're like, okay, are we far enough into this that we should know better? Or mm-hmm. are we letting society dictate what is good quote-unquote at the time or okay or rebellious or like where's the line yeah i i don't i I don't i don't know i i don't know what to to hear about it i don't know what to think about it the the interesting thing about hamilton is that uh it does make he does come off like a shithead like he to my understanding hamilton was a real fucking shithead like he he comes off as a shithead like he comes off as a selfish shithead like me 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 like his yeah. his opening line is like uh i wish there was a war so we could show that we're more than what we're fighting for and i'm like you wish for a war what is yeah. wrong with you you fucking asshole um yeah but I, like john adams did something very similar so i'm not exactly surprised about this yeah so so like he he does he does come off as as an asshole in this musical and they go about like they him him cheating on his wife is a huge thing like the the Reynolds yeah. pamphlet is a huge thing um yeah and then at the end at the end like his his wife comes and tells all these great things and and like upholds his legacy and and does all this wonderful stuff and it's like but but wait what Mm, why? 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 Right. And yeah. then you start to learn about the context of how women were treated at the time that his yeah. wife wouldn't really have the ability to do anything without him. And it is her basic, her only out and her only financial capability is to honor him despite everything that he did to her yeah. and just basically kind of go, he was an imperfect man in an imperfect world. And you're like, yeah. okay, wait a second. Though. <laughs> yeah. Like, hang yeah. on. So, like, you should be allowed to collect that check, but also go, yeah, no, he did a lot of great stuff for the country. Fuck that guy and his dick in particular. Like, really? Yeah. 
And, and I don't, I don't think the musical does a, it brings up a lot of things, but I don't think it, it, it bothers like having a, a real discussion about that stuff, which I guess is what, yeah. what we're, we're here to do is like after we watch it be like, you know, he was a real fuckhead and he did not yeah. deserve his wife. And yeah. she did way more than. No, no. She should have had a solo song called Alexander's Hamilton, where she just talks about him yeah. motherfucking her yeah. at like yeah. <laughs> every turn. Yeah. And like people, people think there's a, there's a, there's a song, I have a hurricane that people think is the showstopper. It's about him coming to the decision that he needs to write. He needs to put his affair on blast before it gets used against him because they do this huge production number. And I'm like, that is not the showstopper. The showstopper is when Eliza is burning all of his letters and chucking them into the, into the, into the thing. That is the showstopper. I have a hurricane can go fuck itself. So like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah, because so, that, all that was in realistic terms was a political tactic. Yeah, yeah. He did not give two it, it was, shits it was about getting ahead of the story. Lady. Yeah. No, it, it was getting ahead of the story and making sure that they couldn't use it against him. It yeah. was minimizing something that he was genuinely responsible for. Yeah. So I, it, it presents these things. I don't think it interrogates them to a degree that would make me feel less conflicted about the thing. But also the music is really good. <laughs> The staging is really good. The, no the, the, the staging is amazing. This thing that they do with a rotating stage is awesome. Like, there have been a... I, I've, seen, I've seen bits and pieces about that. Yeah, yeah, like, please understand, just because I haven't seen it doesn't mean I want to take away from any of it. Doesn't mean I sure. want to discourage anyone else from seeing it. Sure. Just one of those things where, and like I said, I've listened to the mixtape. I've genuinely enjoyed it. I do not enjoy musicals as a whole. Just yeah. not my thing. Probably at some point along the way, I'll end up sitting through it just because it's on Disney Plus and I have the ability. I yeah. obviously have the time at the moment, but... Yeah, and you can yeah, pause like, it and you can go to the bathroom and you can get a hot dog and then you can come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, that's, that's nice. I, I think it's just... I don't know. I, that is probably a prime example of like where we are right now and I find it very difficult and I appreciate your your take on the idea of like wait the fuck a second like this is not kind of okay and they really do fast forward over a lot of important things oh yeah and and I asked the question of like do you really think if you and I weren't so interested in kind of picking these things apart and I wasn't such a history buff if we would actually be having that conversation or would we just genuinely be going man the music was really great and that story was <laughs> a lot of something and like <laughs> I didn't know half of that stuff that's incredible yeah. and then we would just move on I I don't know um, I, I, I feel like I'm a hater by nature so <laughs> like I feel like I would have gone into it and I'd have been like wait a minute you talk about like you talk about freeing slaves in two in two songs. You do nothing about it throughout the entire fucking show. Well, yeah. And not only do you not do anything about it, but you've cast a black man as George motherfucking Washington, who was a slave owner, whose fucking wooden teeth were made from his slaves' teeth. So, like, yeah. you don't interrogate any of that stuff. You brush over that, and you expect me to be happy about all of this stuff? So I feel like the hater in me would come out and be like, excuse me. Because, because, because that, that part of me is the same reason why I hate Friends, the show, because they're in the most <laughs> diverse city in the entire world. There are no people of color. Oh, well, Ross stated that, that Asian one guy, fucking David Schwimmer came out recently saying, you know, 
I really, my character really should have dated more ethnic people in the run of the show. I'm like, that is not what we are here for. People of color are not here for you to date. You should have had more people of color on your show to begin with, I, you motherfucker. I love the idea of David Schwimmer just going, you know, I should have been able to on screen put my dick in a lot more people <laughs> of color. Like, that, that is a real problem about this. That right there is a real problem that I couldn't, I couldn't just put my Schwimmer in other people. Like, that's, that's really... Couldn't put my swimmer in other, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to swim in some other pools, and I wasn't, like, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. So I, so I, I feel like as a hater, I would have, I would have grabbed onto those things. I, I think, see, there's, there's other good with the show because, like, the show has done a lot for, for musicals in general. It's put hip hop, it's elevated hip hop in some ways. Right. You know? Cause, cause like there are a whole lot of people on Broadway is like, what is this? In the, I mean, Lin-Manuel already did that with In the Heights. In the Heights was his previous musical that like was a huge hit. There was a, a theater version that was going to come out uh, before COVID happened, but like he got a, a lot of props for In the Heights and then In the Heights allowed him to, to go into, you know, doing Hamilton. And, and, and that's awesome. And it's, and it's awesome. But I, you know, I, I don't know. I we I feel like we've been talking about this for an hour. But there's so oh, yeah. much. There's so much about this show that is like, like, I can't just enjoy things, Brandon Chalmers. <laughs> I, can't. <laughs> I can't, and it's because I'm a hater. I can't just enjoy the. I can't like even Common Writer. I cannot watch this show without internalizing that Japan is is a misogynistic country and we haven't had a female writer until this season and she gets pushed to the side. Like there's so, I can't just watch things, Brandon. <laughs> no, I think it's important though to just not watch things. Yeah. It's important to want to learn more. It's important to want better. Yeah. Like you can appreciate the things that you, that you love and, and what have you. Like common writers is an example. Hamilton is an example of you not saying this is bad because of this. It's you saying, I wish they did more. I yeah. want to see more. I want yeah. to do more of this thing. I want to see more of this thing. And there are going to be a ton of people who are going to push back against you because they like the status quo. Yeah. It's important to want more from everything. Yeah. The second you, you are good with something, you're complacent with it, you're lazy with it. Like, don't want more from everything. Like that's that's an important fucking lesson, kids. Yeah. One more from everything. Yeah, give me yourself, more. your politicians, your interrogate your job, the your, shit that you like. Yeah, fucking get it better. <laughs> fucking demand more. Right, try and set some reasonable goals. Yeah. when you're wanting more, you yeah. know, don't expect change to happen in big, huge lump turns as much as you want it to, as much as you think it fucking should, as yeah. much as you need it to. It probably won't. It's probably gonna happen in little incremental baby steps but fucking push that shit along yeah like try and get it to go that direction and i i think i think theater musical theater is going to be better for this because there yeah, are a lot there are a lot of kids who this is their first musical and this is going to be what they expect out of musicals and they're going to go and they're going to create something truly fucking amazing because yeah. because they were influenced through that and and if and if and if we like when when Hazel is our age, if we get some like truly like 
really epic musicals that are not only like socially aware and, and socially context and, and like put things in context and, and interrogate these ideas, but have dope ass fucking music. Like I'm, I'm excited about that. So I don't know if, if I'm, I'm, st- <laughs> I'm stoked for other music to make its way into musicals. Yeah. Cause the second we get a ranchero version of Sweeney Todd, I'm fucking here oh, for that. Break oh, out shit. that accordion. Break out that accordion. We made a ranchero version of fucking. <laughs> no, we don't. Sweeney no, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> oh I'm being a shit. Please understand. Like, <laughs> fucking a fucking mariachi band as the chorus on no, stage. Like, something different. Mariachi and ranchero, not the same thing. You got to break out that fucking accordion. That's an important thing. Yeah, I I want uh, Sondheim in general. Sondheim, I love Sondheim. Sondheim is. Very white, but I love Sondheim stuff. It's like, <laughs> it's great stuff. Sunday in the Park with George, that musical fucking broke me. It's about George Surratt and like him and his paintings and just like what it means to be an artist and being so focused on stuff and never stopping working and like how that ruins everything else. And I'm like, I relate to this way too much. <laughs> Fuck you, Stephen. Stephen Sondheim, you bastard. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I... I can't just watch Hamilton without all of these other fucking thoughts happening in my head. I couldn't even watch it without getting to the mixtape. The mixtape really convinced me that, okay, if Busta likes it, I'm going to look into this. <laughs> you know, maybe that just needs to be our barometer. We yeah. just, we ask Busta <laughs> yeah. if, if he's into like it. Yeah. 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 The roots are into it. If the roots are into it, Busta's it, yeah. into it. I'm, yeah, if, I'm, I'm gonna if, have to look if Busta into it. and 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 the roots are into it, yeah. I think we're good. Yeah, like that. That needs to be the deciding factor about what we're doing. Yeah, and uh, I'll just leave on this final note. There was a, a PBS special about the making of Hamilton, where they in- interviewed a bunch of the crew, and the guy who played George Washington was having a real hard time. Uh, playing George Washington and rec- and 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 wrestling with the fact that like he would have been a slave in that era. Like I am portraying yeah. someone who would have owned me like yeah. or or had a had a, a mouthful of my teeth in his yeah. face. And you know, I thought I thought that was interesting that like a lot of the actors were even even though it's not in the text of the musical, a lot of them were wrestling with this and interrogating it on their own. And yeah. so when you see them on stage, you get hints of that here and there. So I don't know. A lot of shit. Hamilton. Yeah. Watch watch. No, I, get it, man. I don't I don't know if this is an advertisement or not for the show. No, I, I, th- I think it is. I think the takeaway from it is if it's not your jam, A-OK. But if you're curious at all, I think it's important to watch it and enjoy it and appreciate it for what it does. Uh, I think it's also important to have a better understanding of the context that goes around it. And I think it's important to not let it become this 4th of July flag waving contest where we just are like freedom, freedom and more freedom. Yeah. Hip hop freedom. Yeah. Where we're just like, okay, this is, this is historical context and it glosses over some things and it pushes some things because ultimately I think what they're trying to do is tell historical story to push hip hop into the forefront of being a recognized uh, musical medium in musical theater. I think it's an important thing to have them expand out the cast and not just cast a bunch of fucking white people in musical theater. I think it's important to get musical theater into the lexicon still to this day, because I think it's a really important way to to connect with a lot of people and the idea of it now being on a 
platform where it's easily seen by everybody and not necessarily just the super rich is a really important thing yeah. to just introduce <clears throat> kids and adults alike to a historical story that I think is interesting at the very fucking least. And yeah. maybe it'll spawn that curiosity. And I'm sure for every one person that bothers to Google the rest of everything or bothers to listen to a podcast or do some research on Hamilton. I'm sure there's probably a thousand people who won't, but if they take away one of the other steps, one of the other things that Hamilton has created, I think it did more than it ever intended. And that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And I, and I, I hope musicals in general get put on more streaming services because you can listen to the you can listen to Les Mis, you can listen to Phantom, but if if you never see a production, it's a different experience. And I've never seen a production of Les Mis because that's a long ass fucking show. Mm-hmm. But like watching Phantom on stage is a much different experience than hearing it on on your hi fi or whatever, or watching that yeah. shit ass movie with Gerard Butler. Oh my god, <laughs> that was real bad, yo. That movie was trash. Yeah. <laughs> So I ho- I hope more I hope yeah. more musicals get into more people's eyeballs because it can be fun it can be cool and you have yeah. the technology to shoot a show and stream a show so just more shows well, also, we need more shows a lot of them have already been recorded so yeah you can genuinely go find them go yeah. find them yeah just, just go out right now on YouTube or what have you and just go find them there's there's a there's a there's a bootleg market for uh, recorded shows like. For, for people to share bootlegs out there. It's like a, it's like an underground thing. Uh, Cause it's, it's a question of access. People don't have access to it because yeah. like, tickets yeah. start at like hundred bucks. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think uh, we're, I think we're almost two hours in. Damn. I think it's, a, right. good, I think it's a good place to stop. Brandon I think we're good. <laughs> think we good. Where can people find you besides you your house? Me- <laughs> you find me on Instagram at that guy Chalmers. Jamie Noguchi, where can they find you? Jamie Noguchi uh, on Instagram, Angry Zen Master on Twitter, uh, wherever you find this. So we'll post this on YouTube and uh, Facebook and uh, Pod, Podbean. I think Podbean. Wait, sure, are we on Podbean? Podbean? We're on Stitcher we're on, or, on, or what have you. See, we're, here's we're what you need to do. Spotify. Go ahead, and, go ahead and type that fucking do a cast into a Google machine near you. You'll and find we us. are available on any and all services that you were looking for. And if you can't find it on a streaming service, you can find us, including this video feed, on YouTube. And you and I both know you have access to YouTube. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's all I got, man. <laughs> yep. Kids, be excellent to each other, please. For the love of God, stay safe yeah. and wear a mask. And I swear to God, I don't care oh, if you're oh. a listener or not. I see you out in public, out of the store, not wearing a mask, and you walk up to me and you're like, "Brandon, I love the podcast." The next thing you're gonna see is me punching you in the face and then thanking you for listening. <laughs> not in the other order. You're not you're not gonna have like a, a fucking do it cast mask in your back pocket saying No, like, no, because you're a fucking adult and you should have your own mask. I will punch <laughs> you in the face and you can be like, Why the fuck did you hit me? And my response is going to be thanks for listening, and it's so that you would cover your face. Because at least if your nose is bleeding, <laughs> you got your hand over your fucking mouth. <laughs> Goddamn fucking caveman muppet fuck. Wear yeah. a mask. I swear to God. Yeah. Anyway, have a great week.